What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It's Michael Patrick Shields with you, radio stations across the state of Michigan and worldwide at mibigshow.com. One of the great mysteries of our time, Amelia Earhart. Her plane disappeared, she disappeared, and for decades people have wondered where and why. Well, there's an explorer who says he found Amelia Earhart's long-lost plane. CEO of a company called Deep Sea Vision, Tony Romeo, says they used sonar technology on the ocean floor near where Earhart was last heading before going missing. There's no other known crashes in the area, um, and certainly not of that era, um, in that kind of design with the tail that you see clearly in the image. He was a U.S. Air Force intelligence officer, and uh, this crash would have happened in 1937. Underwater archaeologist Dr. Andrew Piatruska says he isn't convinced yet. It's not the first time that somebody's come forward with, with some piece of evidence of, of possibly finding Amelia, but I would certainly want to put eyes on that target um, and take a closer look. Man in Michigan who knows the most about Amelia Earhart, former state representative Larry Inman from Traverse City, is on our AT&T line with the world's most extensive collection of Amelia Earhart memorabilia. Thank you for being here. I thought of you immediately when I got this news, and I wondered what you thought about it, because you have gone a long way searching for Amelia Earhart's remains as well. Well, good morning, Michael Patrick. Great to be on your show again. Um, yes, I've... Uh... I've been informed of, uh, you know, the target, and I've spoken to a number of other Amelia Earhart people. And, you know, um, I would not be that quick to say that he has found uh, Earhart's plane, but it is an interesting target, and it is in an interesting location. Uh, they're going to have to go back, uh, and they're going to have to get some uh, camera eyes on that uh, display or that image. Um it certainly does look like a plane, but it should be um, easily identifiable. Um, and, and I say that because, you know, Earhart's Lockheed Electra 10E, it, had, uh, it was about 38 feet long, so they should be able to determine the length. Uh, it, was, it had a, a wingspan of about 55 feet. It also had a Bendix radio directional finder loop antenna on top of the cockpit. So um, all the all that should be within close proximity to that plane, and if it's not, uh, they can take a look. Hopefully, inside the plane, there should be some additional fuel tanks that Earhart used for that flight. So um, I would say that uh, speculation looks favorable, but uh, you would have to have some eyes on that. Get a camera down there. Mm. I understand it's going to probably take another year to do that, but uh, it is an interesting find. Where was she going? She was uh, leaving uh, Leigh, New Guinea, uh, flying to Holland Island, which is about 2,556 miles. Uh, that's probably the longest uh, solo area uh, over water that she had flown. And uh, the goal was to land there. The Coast Guard ship Itasca was standing by to fuel her up. 
she'd probably spend the night on the island and then from there go uh, fly into Honolulu and then uh, Oakland, California. So it was, you know, it was a very difficult target to find. She had mostly flown from uh, island to continent and continent to continent. She had never really flown from a continent to a small little island two miles long, half a mile wide, and about 10 feet in elevation. So it would be a very difficult um, find, and that's why they had the Itasca there. She had the best navigator, Fred Noonan. Uh, his job was to get her within 100 miles of that island, and the Itasca's job was to bring her in by radio frequency, and that's why she had that uh, that uh, Bendix radio directional finder to help her signal in the direction of the signal from coming in from the Itasca to bring her into the island. But as you know, that did not occur. She was a brave lady, that's for sure, and also very popular. In fact, this treasure hunter said it would be as if Taylor Swift just went missing today and disappeared. That's the <laughs> impact it had on America. Is that true? Well, I would. I don't know if I'd compare it to that, but it is the most intriguing aviation mystery uh, ever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, the difficulty he's going to have is that the Titanic went down in 12,000 uh, feet of water. This particular plane image went down in 16,000 feet. So it's going to be very, very difficult to go down there. The pressure, water pressure down there, Michael Patrick, uh, that was an aluminum airplane for the most part that it hurt flew. Well, we know how crushing it is after we saw what happened to the submersible looking for the Titanic. Larry Inman, thank you. Godspeed.